0: It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson. Are you ready to get real, break through, and learn how to make your midlife the best time of your life? Take on those life challenges and turn them into opportunities? Let's rock, here's Dr. Ellen.
1: Hey, everybody, Dr. Ellen here, the Midlife Whisperer. Welcome to the show. We have such a fun show for you today. I am thrilled that you are here. If you are a new listener, welcome and returning. Thank you so much. Hey, please leave me a review. Let me know what you think about the show and the kind of guests you'd like to hear. And you can always reach out to me at the midlifewhisperer.com. That's the And today we're talking about one of my favorite topics. Ooh, fashion, turn to the right. Turn to the left, ooh, fashion, because we have with us the amazing Lisa Whisker, who is going to tell us all about true style empowerment for times of change. And Lisa is a style, style empowerment coach she is the founder of the online True Style Journey and she helps female change makers and women navigating big life changes to use personal style to cross life thresholds. So we'll get to Lisa in just a moment. She is an amazing woman. I hope you are actually watching this because her sense of style is incredible. She's able to put pieces together in combinations That really work that just, it astounds me what she's able to do. And she's so much fun. And we've gotten to be good friends over the last couple of months. But I wanted to talk about this time of change because let's face it, midlife, right? such a time of change. If you are in a female body, your body is going through menopause, right? So your body is actually making huge changes. And then on top of that, we're often facing things like empty nest, aging parents. We are facing issues with career, with our personal life, with our waistline, all kinds of things. It can certainly feel like, you are in that chrysalis, right? You're like no longer the caterpillar, no longer the butterfly. And you might be thinking, God, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just like, wait, you know, can I like do this whip, Rip Van Winkle thing and like go to sleep for for a decade or so and then wake up and then figure out like who I am and what my style is. And I'm here to say that, gosh... When you are in that chrysalis period, that is the time to change because everything's super wonky, just like that caterpillar that literally decides one day to stop eating leaves, to create the shroud, and then literally it digests itself. And then it has this imagerial cells, which are the blueprint for the butterfly, which is so cool, is that as you're going through this change, the essential use stays the same the other stuff gets stripped away, just like that caterpillar. And then you do emerge as the butterfly, but you got to do some work and it, it can be challenging. There's definitely healing work that needs to go on. But the the time of change is when you're in that period of transition. And I know I'm pretty much through it. If you've been following me, you know, I've, I just turned 60 and um, I'm almost out of my second Saturn return. Last year was a little crazy for me. I got breast cancer, which was kind of like the final digesting of what I needed to let go to emerge. And I think the cool thing about midlife is like we're pulling from our past self of what we love as we stepped into our future self. And I know for me, I was at a party the other night, uh, it was a yoga, reggae flow party, and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my God, I'm my future self. I remember literally, you know, being in um, when I was doing my training to become a board certified health and wellness coach with well coaches doing their pro training. We did this future self exercise and I literally did this um, visualization where I met my future self and she was all in purple and she handed my old self flowers, which I ate and I turned into kind of my future self and morphed into her. And now I live in this amazing property that the previous owner, I kid you not, was a florist. So we have like incredible flowers. Um, my man, Mr. Aquarium, uh, Aquarian, grew a whole incredible wildflower garden for me this year. So we had like 17 different kinds of, of wildflowers and it was just amazing. But I'm like, wow, I have become her. And it feels so good, And my style has changed. My hair is different. I've let my silver come in. Uh, My energy is really different, but I'm having so much fun. So I'm so glad that I did the work. But the cool thing is, too, is that I'm pulling from my earlier days, my first job out of college. I was an assistant buyer. I worked for Baddest Retail Group. They own Saks and Gimbals and Marshall Fields. And I would go with my bosses and we would, you know, decide what's going to be in the next season. And we would buy things and, you know, display them in the stores. And I've always loved fashion. And when I was a teen, I would pour through, you know, Vogue and Teen Magazine in 17. Um, and then I got a sewing machine and I started making all my clothes because that was the best way to have as much clothing as I wanted. So I just love fashion. It's just fun. And it's a great way to express yourself. And it has nothing to do with the size of your body as we're going to dig in with Lisa. You can look amazing if you are a size four or if you are a size 14. It doesn't make any difference. And it's all about dressing for who you are now and also starting to dress for who you want to be and who you're becoming. The point is to look in the mirror and love what you see. I going to talk a lot about self-compassion, which is a big piece of that, because what my research showed is if you don't like what you see in the mirror, it's not about changing your body. It's about learning to love yourself. My research showed that practicing self-compassion, essentially treating yourself like a good friend, reduces body shame, body dissatisfaction, self-worth based on appearance and and improves body appreciation. So I encourage you grab a pen and paper Grab a cup of tea because you are going to love, love, love Lisa. Just it's worth the price of admission just for her accent because I think she's from Ireland and she's got this lovely accent. Again, she is a style and empowerment coach. She is founder of the online True Style Journey. She helps female change makers look amazing as they are going through these life thresholds. Her True Style Embodiment process creates an immediate and lasting upgrade in terms of how clients see themselves, what they feel is possible, and how others perceive them. So this is really deep energy work we're talking about here. If you are interested in her style journey, she's going to talk a ton about that. I want to let you know that the link to join the journey is in the um, comments box with the show notes. So if you're interested in that, grab that. I know she's starting that soon. Well worth the time and investment. And she has styled, get this, and mentored clients internationally, in person, online for over two decades. Her work has been featured in international press, including Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, The Times, BBC, and she loves to give podcast interviews. She is from Northern Ireland, and she lives a curiosity-driven nomad life currently on the island of Mallorca with her husband, two creative girls, and a growing family of cats determined to challenge her old dog person identity. Welcome to Rock Your Midlife, Lisa. How are you?
2: I'm very good. Thank you so much for that lovely welcome, Ellen. It's great to be here. Again, I should say. We tried Again. to do this recording oh earlier. Goodness. And I'm uh sure Murky... what happened last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you go ahead. Mercury was yeah. retrograde. Well, basically, yeah, we we started having this conversation and we were going live, and I think about halfway through a massive storm just blew over the island of Mallorca and took out my internet. So I just lost you mid sentence. You're <laughs> like frozen on my screen. I thought, "Oh no, I've completely bored her. She's actually frozen."
1: <laughs> well, there's absolutely nothing boring about you. I want to describe your outfit for people who are just listening. You are wearing, well, actually, you you can describe where it came from, but you're wearing you told me that the shirt was from a thrift from thrifting, right? And this amazing yeah. and it's it's a beautiful you know, like a baby pink and you're wearing this incredible vest which looks handmade one of a kind with this very <laughs> chunky um kind of black uh necklace and and a wonderful um kind of a black and white print earrings so how did you put this all together because it, it works <laughs> and i know i've seen your i've seen your um the photo the skirt that you wear with it is another print like i would never have the courage to put all this together how did you put this outfit together
2: I put it together because I really know my style, my colors, and my body shape. And this is what I teach in The True Style Journey. When you know these things so well, you can, you're basically completely liberated to play and be actually very bold and take a lot of risks because the risk has been removed because you know all the colors will work and they'll work with each other. Everything will work for your body shape and make your body shape look really good and everything's your true style so you're never going to feel uncomfortable because actually you're fully expressing your true self so you can do I mean I would not have worn this even six months ago but it came this came from me doing my own true style journey for myself after many years because I realized I was in the chrysalis that I had stepped into that in between liminal space that I'm always guiding other women through in the journey. And I realized, oh, my goodness, I need to take my own journey. And this this sort of look came from that journey. In fact, it came directly from my future self. So we do this in the true style journey. You would visualize your future self and really to get um, insight and wisdom from her. But of course, it's a visual process as well. And so I could see her and me being me. I was a little bit distracted from these like nuggets of wisdom that she was dispensing because I was like, oh, my God, her skirt's amazing. Um, So I'm just, you know, wanting to know where she got her skirt from. (laughs) But it it sort of stuck with me that it gave me a lot of um, hope. And it gave me a lot of comfort um, as I was going into a very challenging time in my own life personally, um, and also going into perimenopause writ large, <laughs> you know, heard about it, been reading about it for so long, and then suddenly everything, all the symptoms came at once. So I was really thrown into this I call it like the spin cycle, you know, and you don't know which way up you are and everything that used to work doesn't work anymore and your body seems to like just change overnight and suddenly relationships aren't working in the same way and your energy isn't the same and everything was just changing so fast. And so taking my own true style journey was a way for me to connect to my future self and the woman that I have the opportunity to become now but I, I'm not her yet. You know, I'm really I'm, I'm walking into the caterpillar soup. I'm basically in the process of melting down and going through the grief, you know, that is definitely there with letting go of some aspects of yourself and who you've been. And, you know, the lovely the hair that I used to have or the body yeah. that I used to have and all of these things, you know, Um And so it's a bit discombobulating, but it's lovely to have the connection with her so strongly because I'm like, you know what? My God, she looks great. (laughs) You know, she looks, you know, she looks, she's older, obviously, than me, but she looks really happy. She's got a glint in her eye. She's got a brilliant sense of humor and she's enjoying life. And it's like being guided by your big sister who's been there, done it, knows that you come out the other side not just intact, but actually thriving. And so I use true style as a way to dress like her and feel like her and begin to embody her now. And that helps me close the gap and more more quickly and more easily move through this cocoon stage to become who I really do, I really do want to be at this stage in my life. So the true style embodiment is just a way of me making her visible in my everyday. We're visually dominant as a species. So we we believe what we see and we are motivated by what we can see. Um, this is quite well documented. You've probably heard some of this research before, but when you meet somebody for the first time, they will form a first impression of you within seconds normally between seven to 20 seconds, it's very rapid. And of that first impression, 55% is based on how you look. 38% is based on how you sound. So that's things like having a mad Irish accent, Mm -hmm. um, or talking too fast or something like that. And only 7% is based on what you actually say. So the visual is really important. The visual is what we trust the visual is what our old limbic brain and the amygdala, it's, it's what that quickly grabs onto and makes these very profound judgments based on before our logical brain has a chance to even get a, get a word in and go, no, hang on, you know don't judge a book by its cover. But the limbic brain's in there and it's gone, yeah, no, do. this I've, I've made a very swift and very detailed analysis of this person based 55% on how they look. And that first impression really lasts. So you can use this to connect with other people that are more in resonance with you, but what you can also use it for is to see yourself in a new way, is to see fresh potential in yourself because we get so used to ourselves, don't we? Like we just get like, I think this is who I am. And then when that starts being challenged, you can't even imagine who else you could become you're just like but no this is who I am but I'm not even that anymore and you start you can feel like everything's disappearing and going downhill but actually it's just necessarily breaking down so that you can become your new self and redefine yourself so that's really what the true star journey is about that's the work that I do It's amazing.
1: And I I see, you know, menopause and the changes at midlife being this incredible catalyst. I mean, literally you have to change what you're wearing because you need, you need sweater sets, right? I need to like be taking things (laughs) off and putting things on and wearing t-shirts and staying cool. There's the shifts in body. And instead of looking in the mirror and saying, oh my gosh, look at my hair is thinner and I'm graying and my waistline's expanding where my, my bust is shrinking. You'd be like, okay, let's embrace this this self and use this as an opportunity to yes. really transform i love this idea too of it's not just about what other people think when they see you but what do you think when you look in the mirror like how do we start to re-mirror and reimagine ourselves as our best self
2: absolutely and i think for for much of our lives especially as women we are acutely aware of what other people may or may not think of us, depending on what we are wearing or, you know, how we behave. And actually, I really do think that midlife is such a wonderful opportunity to just unharness yourself from that stuff because it's such rubbish but we're marinated in that kind of culture all of our lives and so it does take some kind of disentangling but midlife is that opportunity to realize that the only person you're here to be is yourself and the more that you can become yourself and express yourself and deepen into the truth of who you really are and always have been and have always had the potential to be the more you connect with other people and suddenly they just start popping up, the other imaginal cells who are in resonance with your true self. And so as the other relationships and parts of your life start to fall away, these new ones, they start popping up if you realign with your true self, because many of us will initially try and swim back to who we were and try and cling to the old look or, you know, We're trying to get back because it feels like, well, that's what we know that feels safe. But actually, the opportunity is to let go and swim forwards. Yeah, it's so much fun. I have to say that I don't have any rules around fashion anymore.
1: Um, And a lot of my fashion, I don't even really look at magazines anymore. I just wear what intuitively feels good. Like I was saying, we've done a couple of lives together and other things, I was in Austin and I bought two amazing pair of cowboy boots. I bought another pair of uh, really sturdy boots when I was in Montreal. And I'm just having so much fun and have a stylist myself. And she pulls things out of my wardrobe and puts combinations together that I never ever would have thought about. But it's, as you say, it's it's not about really fashion. What is true style as opposed to what is fashion?
2: True style comes from within. Fashion is something outside of you. Fashion is decided by culture and magazines and music videos and you know what's happening in the world. But your true. Where we don't see mid mid midlife women.
1: Sorry, where we don't we don't see any midlife women. We're
2: seeing more. Yeah, yeah, we're slowly starting to see them more. But my goodness, it is very very slow progress there. But yeah, so your true style comes from within. So this is really um, not about following trends or becoming more trendy or more modern or more stylish, although you will likely become all of those things, but you do it because you're becoming more true to yourself because everybody's style, I feel, I feel it's sacred. I feel it's a sacred thing and everybody's style is different and everybody's style is unique and discovering what yours is at each new age and stage of life is like a key to unlock your full potential and really just start enjoying who you are and the body that you're in, knowing that it is perfect just the way it is. There is nothing that you need to change about yourself and and finding out how to really rock what you have, like rock the body that you're in and the coloring that you have and the age that you are and just to make it look fantastic in your own way. Like you're saying, you know, how did you put that outfit together? Well, yeah, it's just piecing together these elements that I know describe my true style. And so I can be much more playful because I know that the cut and the color and the fabric, they all work. So it's a blending together of having some rules and some boundaries that you know that are very specific to you. And then really understanding your own true style and what is emerging, what's rising within you and blending these two together to create your own look. And how do you find those kind of rules and boundaries? So how do you go about
1: finding your look, which is constantly sounds like it's always a work in process, but some of those things, it sounds really good, but like, where do I start?
2: Yeah, so basically where you start is, Um, the, the process that I use we go through we start with your style so we start first of all tuning into what is your true style and this is something that everybody could do right now there's there's a process that we use but one thing that you could all do at home is go into your wardrobe and just find one item that you absolutely love and could never ever get rid of even if you don't maybe wear it anymore, but it's something that you just love. It could be a necklace or a dress or a pair of shoes. I'm sure you've probably got something in mind as I'm saying this, Ellen. I can see it in your face. But yeah, we've all got something. So finding that thing, I call them happiness anchors. So find your happiness anchor in your wardrobe and then spend some time looking at it and thinking, okay, how would I describe this to an alien? You know, how would I describe it? What color is it? What shape is it? What's it made of? Um, Just the deep, the physical detail of this piece. And then what memories does it bring up or what does it make you think of? Or how does it make you feel? And this process of questioning The the things in your wardrobe, I call wardrobe wisdom. There is so much wisdom in our wardrobes. There's wisdom in these happiness anchors basically telling us who we really are. So if you wrote all this down about your happiness anchor and read it back, you'd probably have a very accurate description of your emerging true style. It would probably tell you even colors and the feel of it and the look and the style so for me, I'll give you an example. I have a necklace that I bought for about $2 when we lived in the island of Bali in Indonesia. Um, so it's a very cheap piece, it's nothing special, but I absolutely love it. And when I did this process, I was journaling on it last year, um, it's black and white. It's got black beads and it's got white shells. It's made of string, so it's natural, but it has this high contrast. Um, it's quite artisan. So it looks quite handmade, but in quite an unusual way. So there's all these things. And when I look at that, I was like, That's actually my style. I like high contrast. (laughs) I like things put together that maybe shouldn't quite go together. Um, I like something that has a bit of a story that's quite artisan that I maybe know the provenance or where it came from or the designer that made it. And so you can get a lot of information from your clothes. And in the same way, you might have things in your wardrobe that you are never going to wear and you actually don't want to or even really like them and you still can't get rid of them and you don't know why. And those are called, I call them sticky pieces. They just stick around and you don't know why and you want to get rid of this and you want to move on in your life and your wardrobe's full of all these clothes but you don't wear any of them. And so that is a sure sign that there is something you need to release which is probably a part of your life or some memories or some negative beliefs or behaviours. And the clothes sticking around in your wardrobe are often very tied to those parts of yourself. So releasing them and clearing them out of your wardrobe after journaling and finding out what is the memory, what is the story, what is the reason I can't let that go can be really insightful. You can find out what it is maybe you're running a scarcity mindset, maybe you're worried, oh, if I let go of this, I'm never going to find anything better. Um, So there's a lot of, a lot of wisdom in our wardrobes. And I love, I love doing that. What a fabulous idea. Wisdom and also healing. I know,
1: um, you know, when I got divorced and then I had another breakup before I'm with my my forever guy, um, I just got rid of so many things, like just things that they gave me or things that I used to wear with them. Just I just didn't feel like I'm. you changed so much. And I just love this idea of how our wardrobe is so much more than our clothing when we really drill down and just... You know, giving people permission to really engage with your wearing, what you're wearing. Like when I when I wake up in the morning, I intuitively like, what do I feel like wearing today? Like, what color do I feel like wearing? What look do I want? And like you mentioned, I have so many you know signature pieces with great stories. Like one of my favorite pieces is this amazing vintage. I have to send you a picture of it. Um, It's a vintage suede leather uh, jacket that was handmade, and it's got beading, and it's got like, you know, Indian with, um it's red uh and it's got fringe. And actually this designer created things for Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix. And I bought it in this place in uh the next island over called Granny's Attic. It was, it was just on a, it was on a hanger just right in the front. I got there early because I was meeting a dear friend of mine, 10 bucks. Oh, you know, wow. and I'm looking on eBay and oh, it's I like going that. for a thousand and it's just, it's like, <laughs> Just so so much fun it is about having fun. So we're going to share some stories. If Lisa's up to it, we're each going to share kind of a wedding dress story because I think there's a there's some great stories there. And if you again, if you are interested in taking the true style journey alisa is amazing she really will help you not just change what you look like but really connect with your authentic self and really it's an inside out process i know you're going to love it's in the show notes we'll take a break and when we come back we will have more tips and stories about how you can find your true style stick with us we'll see you in a minute Midlife can be challenging. You may be sandwiched between growing kids and aging parents, dealing with menopause, and trying to find work-life balance. Or maybe your life looks good on the outside, but inside you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and wondering how to get your confidence and joy back. You need someone to help you get real, discover who you are, and navigate life. Hi. I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I'm here to help. I've worked with hundreds of midlife women, went from surviving to thriving at midlife myself, and literally wrote the book on this pivotal time period, Rock Your Midlife, Seven Steps to Transform Yourself and Make Your Next Chapter Your Best Chapter. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist nutritionist, and board-certified health and wellness coach with 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. I provide nutrition consults, life coaching, and free resources to help you transform your body, your mind, your career, and your relationships. Feeling stuck? I can help you figure out how to live authentically with joy, passion, and purpose. Every Wednesday here on Voice America, live from 2 to 3, Eastern Standard Time, I share my passion for making the most of midlife and my expertise on the most pressing midlife issues from changing family relationships, managing stress and securing enough resources to rediscovering yourself. I also interview experts from around the world to help you navigate your life. For more information, please visit my website, themidlifewhisper.com, for fabulous resources, including my free gift, 10 tips to rock your midlife. That's the midlifewhisperer.com. Hope to see you
0: there soon. You are listening to Rock Your Midlife with Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Have a question for Dr. Ellen or her guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5788. That's 866 472 5788. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer.
1: Hey, everybody. Dr. Ellen here, Midlife Whisperer. Welcome back to Rock Your Midlife. Hey, I want to let you know if you want to get in touch with me, check out themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. I have my own community that I am starting. It's the Rock Your Midlife community. If you are interested in that, there is a contact button. Just email me from there and I will give you all the details. I'm super excited. There's going to be workshops. There's going to be monthly Zoom meetings. There is going to be laser coaching, q and I'm planning on doing some challenges. So it's going to be tons of fun. I want to already have a great group of women engage with that. And again, if you want to meet Lisa and be part of her True Style journey, that information is in the notes notes and before the break we were talking about sharing our wedding dress story do you want me to share mine first or you want to share yours first go for it yeah go for it. oh my it. goodness so so my dearest friend in the world um catherine um aka dj love doctor she's amazing she's a, a dj she's a yoga instructor she's just the most beautiful human she loves to shop and she has incredible style she's tall and she's blonde and she's very dynamic and has amazing style but, you know, I am engaged to Mr. Aquarium, my lovely can. And she's like, OK, Ellen, it's time to get the dress. So we go to the, the one shop in all of Burlington. I live in Vermont and there aren't you know a lot of there's no big department stores. But there is this lovely store that has beautiful, beautiful dresses, little bit of wedding, more sort of mother of the bride thing. So I tried on one and I was like, eh, not great. And then the second, no, I, tried, I think I tried on one after that. And then the third dress was just this amazing number. It was in this beautiful, wasn't quite a silk, but some kind of, I'm not sure of the fabric, but this beautiful drapey fabric with gorgeous, it was white with beautiful, I think irises on it. It was one shoulder and I put it on one shoulder and had this wonderful cut out in the side and in the back and showed off my figure, fit absolutely perfectly. The only thing it needed was um, a hemming and the, and the side that was uh, shoulderless was the left side. And so I was like, well, it was a little pricey, not, I mean, not for a wedding dress, but it was like, you know, it was like six, $700. So I'm like, all right, let me think about it. So I think about it. And then that was a Saturday. And I think like two days later, I get the call. I had gone in for a breast density ultrasound and I get the call, time to come back in and i went back in for a second scan and i was told that i had a category 5 mass which means 95% chance that i have breast cancer i had the biopsy the next day it turned out i had um stage 1a her2 positive breast cancer so here i am with this like strapless one shoulder you know gown and i'm just like like I don't know if I'm gonna have breasts. I seriously was like, do I have a mastectomy? Do I have a lumpectomy? Do I go fearlessly flat? So I didn't buy the dress. It was absolutely perfect, it was divine, but I went through this breast cancer journey which really changed, um, I don't know, I think it changed my style in that I just got fiercely in love with my body. I just became so aware of how powerful my body was that I had this you know, tiny little dime-sized thing and ninety nine point nine percent of the rest of my body was working great, and I found out I have a mutation which put me at a larger risk. So, long story short, um, I went back the other day and to see if they still had the dress. And they looked in the basement. They didn't call me, so I haven't found the dress again, and I still don't have a date. So I don't know what I'd be doing if I'm going to find another dress. I do absolutely love it. I put it up my Instagram, so you can like probably check it out there. But I didn't get the
2: dress, but you know, it's still it's still up, out there. I love the story though. Isn't it interesting? Sometimes I think there are pieces, I call them signposting pieces, and they mark a part of our life. And often they're pointing us in a direction rather than being the final piece themselves. Maybe it was a signpost piece. I guess it was
1: a perfect, I I, I loved it, but I'm sure I'll find it something. It was beautiful. I mean, I've
2: seen the picture of it. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely stunning. You look like Thank a goddess. You. Yeah. I
1: felt <laughs> like a goddess too. I did buy a, um, After I had gone through the lumpectomy and I had a really important speaking gig, I bought this gorgeous black dress. I think after the breast cancer, I was like, you know, I can F it. My figure's is great. I look amazing. I was like, let's show it off you know, just rock it. And it's not just about, you know, it's about loving the body that you have. And so I did buy this amazing, I have to send you a picture of that one as well. This amazing, (laughs) really wonderful, like a it was like a cashmere silk blend jersey that just, I put it on and I was like, oh my goodness, I have curves. I didn't know I had curves like that. So I'm gonna, I have a photo shoot coming up um, and I'm probably going to wear that. So I'll send you a picture of that as well.
2: Oh, I love it. Yeah. Send me the pictures. I love seeing pictures. I'm always saying to people, send me pictures when you're in the shop, send me a picture.
1: <laughs> yeah. So tell us your story. Cause I know that you have an amazing yes, wedding dress story I as have. well that, that really demonstrates this idea of finding your, um, you know, your true style by tapping into your intuition.
2: Yeah, definitely. And also demonstrates as being a ridiculous woman as well, which I, which I love because I do like to be, <laughs> I just do like being quite ridiculous. So basically I got engaged and shortly afterwards I was at a sample sale, just trying on all kinds of regular clothes. that had nothing to do with weddings. And in the sample sale, I'm in this communal changing room and I brought in with me different tops and pants and things. And I had this huge, white maxi skirt and I tried it on with this t-shirt and another woman in the changing room turned around and said wow that is a skirt to get married in you, you're not getting married are you and I said oh my goodness I've literally just got engaged and I suddenly thought I've got goosebumps when I think about it now but I I just felt like oh my goodness could I could I because it's not what you get married in, it was cotton. Well, it was a skirt, you know, like who gets married in a skirt? You know, it just wasn't, it it didn't feel like what you're meant to wear to get married. And at that stage in my life, I think I really was, you know, I was in my twenties, There was still a big part of me that was really trying to do the right thing and trying to get life right and trying to do work right and trying to do, you know, being a girlfriend right and all of the things. I was trying to get everything right. And um, yeah, so I was trying to do it right. And I was like, "This this, this is not what you get married in. But... I just loved it. So anyway, I bought it. It was not expensive. It was a sample sale. And then a friend recommended a designer that could make a top to go with it. So they designed this top and I went to pick up the top, which was to match the skirt. So all white, you know, like a bride and uh, went to pick it up and tried it on, looked in the mirror, burst into tears. And the designer said, oh, it's so lovely. Brides often get very emotional when they see the dress for the first time. And I thought, oh, no, I'm not crying because I love it. I'm actually devastated. No. This is all wrong. I don't feel good. I don't feel like me. I feel really weird. And anyway, paid the money, took it home with me, called two of my best friends, come over now. I'm having a complete meltdown. And they came over. I had a massive primal scream of like, <laughs> I have nothing to wear I hate this. And I had one of them going, no, 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 we can work with it. It's really nice. It'll be really lovely. And then the other one just go, No, it's never gonna work. Come on, get your credit card. We're going down yeah. Bond Street. Money's no object. We've got to solve this now. And so we went literally running down Bond Street in London. It was like an episode from Sex and City yeah. with me crying like a sort of bridezilla. <laughs> and um and my girlfriends were like dashing into Alexander McQueen. And and then we went into Vivian Westwood. And um, I was in there looking at all these bridal tops to go with my white skirt to get married in. Nothing was right. I was getting more and more desperate. And then I went to the back of the shop and they had a bright red Vivian Westwood bustier that you definitely should not get married in. And I put it on and I loved it. And so I got married in it. And so I ended up and I was thinking, this is so insane. You know, given what I do, I'm a stylist, for goodness sake. Everyone's asking me and people, you know, interviewing me about, oh, what are you going to wear for the wedding? What tips do you have for other brides? And I was thinking, God, I couldn't give tips to anyone. Look at me right now. I'm a mess. But actually, because in that moment, I was true to myself. It was it was a very pivotal moment in my life where I realized I can't do this The pressure of trying to conform to what society expects of me or any other woman at this stage in life, it's too much, it's so out of alignment. And by wearing something that really spoke to me, I basically came back into my body and I just brought myself back into alignment. And the funniest thing was, From that action, everything shifted. The whole wedding shifted and became more relaxed and more fun. We let go a lot of the conventions that we thought we were going to have. I ended up having two magazines do features on our wedding because it looked so unusual, this bright red bustier with his vintage white skirt. And Vivian made me a really punky sort of uh, veil to go with it. And it ended up just being fantastic. And it was a very... It was exactly for me, a moment of realization that discovering your true style and embodying it is a very quick and effective way to cross a big life threshold in a very empowered way. And that's when everything started shifting for me and my work started shifting and I was already styling and had been for a while, but I started working in a different way and really working with my clients to find out what is your true style. Let's forget what this is for, or it's the book launch, or you're going to be on this TV channel, or it's this new job or whatever it is. Who are you? Who are you becoming? What makes your heart sing when you look at it? And working from there. So we started working from within. We started bringing the inside out and I started creating true style. And I haven't looked back. And that was many years ago.
1: What did your uh, then-fiancé, now-husband, say when he saw you in the Red bustier?
2: He was completely blown away. I think he was – I saw his face. I mean, people were really surprised because it was the opposite of what you imagine. And all my my bridesmaids, they wore the white dresses.
1: Oh, that's
0: great. I <laughs> said, like, get
2: yourself whatever you want. Everybody, just buy yourself a white dress that you love, or it could be a trouser suit, so anything – And it was beautiful. Everybody just got what they wanted and it just worked. It just all worked together. Yeah. And I think it's uh,
1: like... Yeah. It's like, you know, I love this idea of letting go of conventions because it's like what Brene Brown says, let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are. Let go of you're supposed to wear the white dress. And I know when I got married initially, it's just this, it didn't want to look like something on a wedding cake on top of the wedding cake. It just wasn't me. And what I love about second marriages, you know, for me and this whole this whole relationship that I'm in is that we do whatever we want to do. I mean, it's a very yeah. different, it's not this like, okay, get the house and then you have the kids and then, you know, you do all the you know, blah, 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 midlife, you get to this point yeah. And I think that it, at, when we start to enter menopause too, we go a little, I would say a little crazy, right? We go a little bit like, we feel like, oh my gosh, I don't quite feel like me literally in our bodies in an embodied sense and also in our minds, because, you know, there's a lot of hormonal fluctuations, which really mess with our minds. We're lacking sleep, but that's the time, like you say, to really recreate yourself.
2: Yeah. That is the, it's the window of opportunity. And it's the exact time when you feel often, you couldn't feel less like wanting to do anything like To recreate yourself or make a big decision or take a course or something when you're in that space. But actually, that's exactly the time and the place to do it when you're actually feeling maybe quite overwhelmed and lots of things aren't working and it's very discombobulating. That's when everything is naturally starting to shift and shake and break apart. And that's when they have the opportunity To in a group with other women and the support of that sisterhood with some expert knowledge and guidance and with a massive helping of self-love, get yourself to the other side in a really easeful and fun and joyful way. Because you're not meant to do these things by yourself. We're not. We're meant to take these journeys together.
1: Yeah. I love that you keep references, this idea of rite of passage. And I love that you also say it's about loving yourself because so often we look in the mirror you know, you think about going into a department store and trying on a bathing suit and there's these mirrors and these terrible lights and you just feel like you're fleeing but you're changing that whole process into this really beautiful process of empowerment where it's almost like i don't want to say quite putting on your armor but you're putting yeah. you know you are trying on this new me that you can look in the mirror and then your soul kind of steps into that it's kind of i feel like you're dressing your soul of like okay who am i really right now and how am i going to show up what costume am i going to wear that best expresses this new me
2: That is it. Ellen, you couldn't have described that any more perfectly. That is exactly, exactly what you're doing. And it is it's so exciting and it's so empowering to step away from all those constraints and constrictions of your previous life and your previous self, which actually start to feel a bit tight and uncomfortable and to just really loosen up and become yourself yeah, and try it,
1: something new, which is why it's great to have you and a group setting because yeah. so often we we do the same things. Like my stylist was like, Get away from the skinny jeans. She I always yes. wear like skinny jeans because they're kind of comfortable and they're good to put with boots, right? And she's like, no. Yeah. She's like, you go and you get these. She's like, you should even though I'm I'm pretty petite. She's like, yeah. you should be wearing bigger pieces. And she was like, you should wear it, but like very balleret, like dancey footwear, like footwear that looks like it's made to dance and like it's just. It's changed, and it's so much fun. So, if people are listening and they want to know, gosh, where do I get started? Can you, besides joining your True Style Journey, and again, Mm -hmm. the info is in the show notes? But if people want a tool or two, can you describe a couple of things besides you had talked about? You know, finding a one or two pieces that you absolutely love, and thinking about what what's its provenance? Why do you love it? Journaling about it. What do you love? I have another piece I love. It's a Again, I was with, I was with my friend Catherine and it's, it's a, I love upcycled. It's made from blankets. Each one is separate. I mean, I'm sorry, is, is individual and they take old vintage, you know, wool blankets and they cut them up and they make them into jackets and it's just the best jacket. It's the piece I get the most amount, every time I wear it, people compliment me on it oh that's
2: so interesting and it's so
1: nice too because when you're like on a plane or if I have like doctor's visits I feel like I'm wrapped in this I can use it like as a blanket and it's yeah. so cozy and it and it's really functional because you think about those you know those really good old wool blankets last forever yes. you pass them down from generation to generation but that's a piece my new cowboy boots I'm just loving because I went on such a journey with Kenny to find these boots we went all over Austin and we actually ended up <laughs> with meeting this guy Lee who was actually from Vermont but he he did he he grew up and he wanted to be a bootmaker and we walked into his wow. store and he makes custom design boots. It's a five-year waiting list. They cost like $3,500. We walked in there. There's Willie Nelson's oh foot last. And there's uh, like, you know, Daryl Hall's last and Peter Fonda, like their Whoa. foot last. So it was like the coolest thing to like, I didn't buy boots from him, but maybe someday, but just the, I did buy these amazing, I'm showing you these sting, these shaved Stingray boots that are just, I wear them they're around so the house cool. just because they're so fun. So it is that about
2: how so fun they are. I can still remember being what was I 18 years old. I just finished school in Belfast and I went to Los Angeles and I was working there for the summer. And the first thing I bought with my first paycheck was a pair of cowboy boots. And I was so happy with myself. I was like, I have arrived. Do you <laughs> I'm still not have a child them? Anymore. Uh, do I still have them? No, I don't. And I can really remember the cull where they went. Cause I've done many culls because I'm a bit of a nomad. So we move a lot and we do big moves as a family. So like when we went to Bali for example, the, with a family of four and you know, I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old at the time, we went with four suitcases for two years. Wow. So we, we go light, but it's a really good way to just clear everything out, you know, and just get rid of stuff. I always have a big clothing sale every time I move on and everybody loves that. So because get to shop All of my clothes and I love it because wherever I move to, I then get these photographs on WhatsApp from friends saying, hey, look, I'm wearing your jumper. Hey, I've got your coat on and I'm thinking of you. And it's a really lovely way to stay connected because I think this is really what clothes are. Like clothes really, they connect us to ourselves, but they also forge connections with other people. And I think we all know if someone we really love passes away, for example, often the first thing we think we would love is something that they wore. We often want our grandfather's shirt or a ring or something that they wore close to their body. And clothes really do carry that energy and the energetic resonance. If anyone's ever been maybe to a clairvoyant, for example, they'll often ask for maybe a ring or a bangle and they'll hold it and they'll feel the energy through that. So there is a lot of energy in your clothes and that is why it's so powerful doing this work. And people are always... I think really quite surprised at how far the impact goes in your life beyond just your wardrobe when you're actually working with clothes because you think oh, it's just clothes and style it's just clothing but it's it's not it's really not it's just a it's a catalyst for change and it's a catalyst to become your true self so it's really yeah. interesting well everything is energy
1: and we can certainly think about the chakras and colors and those have an energetic vibration different fabrics yes. have energy we are energy so if someone's listening and and they're interested in starting to make changes what are some of the yeah. tools that you utilize in your true style journey besides the kind of journaling and finding you know one or two pieces that you absolutely love and i yeah. love the idea of also decluttering i need to do that going going through i did that you know when i got divorced when I broke up with the second guy and I would just, you know, get rid of things, bring the goodwill. So that's, those are great things. What else can people do to kind of meet their future self, to start to dress as
2: who they want to be? Uh, Another great thing to do is make a vision board. Lots of people are getting into vision boards now. This is the perfect time of year to make your vision board for 2023. And just going through magazines or maybe looking on Pinterest or just finding images of things that really make your heart sing. And it could be clothes and it could be interiors and it could be gardens or it could be yoga studios, if that's what you're into. But just finding things that visually stimulate you and um spark joy in some way and then taking taking a couple of hours, have a cup of tea light a candle play some music and just have fun deciding what images you want to put on your board and when you've done that that is how your inner self will often speak to you it speaks often in images and symbols and you can often be surprised like why did I put in that why is there a cyclist in there I don't even ride a bike you know why is that in there and Just putting things in without using your logical mind, just letting your heart lead you can be very revealing. And that's actually the first thing that we do in the True Style Journey. I'm excited we start in February and we will be making our vision boards at the beginning and really connecting into our future selves to discover what our style is. So making a vision board is a great place to start. And the other thing that you touched on as well is self-love. And this is really important, as you know, and you speak about this a lot, but you really cannot grow without self-love. And it has been proven that if you are being self-critical or self-judgmental, that you actually shut down the learning centers in your brain. So you make it very hard for yourself to grow and evolve and transform. So just being more self-compassionate and self-loving really helps. And I have a really simple one minute exercise that everybody can do to start to feel more self-loving towards yourself. And what I do is I have a compact mirror. I keep it on my desk and just look at this compact mirror. Look at yourself. Make eye contact for one minute. Looking at yourself like your own best friend, like someone who really cares for and loves and only wants the best for you. Look at yourself with love. And as soon as you realize that you're being self-critical or judgmental or going, oh no, my skin or this, look away. And just trying to do that for a minute, a minute will probably feel like the longest time ever (laughs) when you first do it. And I was very surprised at how harsh I was on myself. I could be quite quite self-critical um, but it's a practice so just do it one minute every day and just you'll begin noticing what the inner critic is saying letting it have it say but balancing it with that loving part of yourself and over time it starts to shift the balance and you start to see yourself with real love and build a real connection to your deeper self and your deeper beauty
1: Yeah, that's really powerful. And If you're listening, thinking, I have no idea how to love myself. The truth is that everybody can grow in terms of self-love and self-compassion. It's a muscle. And like Lisa's saying, this is an exercise that you can do. One thing I like to do is look at myself first thing in the mirror and say, hey, girl. You know, I have really changed my relationship when I look in the mirror. I don't look with those critical eyes. As you said, what actually happens is when you criticize yourself, and I think we are, and I was actually looking at the statistics around this because I do a lot of work with body image, 79% of Americans have... Um, body dissatisfaction. And two out of five have body dissatisfaction every single time they look in the mirror. So you have to really re-change the way that you relate to yourself. And by looking at yourself in the eyes, looking at your soul, thinking about if I was looking at a friend. What would I say to her? How would I feel? What happens is when we we look at ourselves, we criticize ourselves, we think, "Oh my God, you know, I, my my thighs, what you know it happened to my waistline, all these things that you know, it's natural. That's another part of the self-compassion is common humanity, understanding that the the changes that happen to our bodies during menopause are normal. Nothing's wrong. Yes. You're not doing anything wrong. But when we criticize ourselves, when we're critical rather than kind, we generate cortisol. Which is, of course, yeah. the hormone of fight or flight, and that's what you said. It shuts down your brain yeah. and actually is very demotivational. It makes you want to go have that threesome with Ben and Jerry's, right? <laughs> yes. Have the chips and Netflix instead of like taking oh. care of yourself. So it's a, it's a midlife is a really powerful time to refriend yourself, to discover who mm. you really are, and then like I love this whole idea because it's really happening from the inside out. Yes. Um, and I know it's, and it sounds like it's just so much fun. And it's it is also a great way to make fun. friends. Do you have to, people yeah. end up meeting each other
2: and connecting? Absolutely. We all stay in touch. We become very closely connected by the end. Um, Yeah, we form a really strong bond because we're quite a small group and everybody. Yeah, we really connect because you take a journey together like anything. You take a journey and you are bonded together. So I'm very excited. And this group that's forming feels really magical. The most incredible women are stepping into this circle and there is still space. There are spaces left. So if anyone's interested, do just reach out to me, contact me and we'll just have a chat. We'll just have a chat like this.
1: And how it, what's the best way for people to find you? Again, it's in the show notes. If you want to do that true style if people want to connect with you and they're wanting to see if it's a good fit for them. How do people find you?
2: The best way is Instagram. If you go to Instagram, which is at Lisa Whisker and pop me a DM and I'll put a link in and we can just have a a Zoom chat. I'm also um, on on my website, which is lisawisker.com. And Lisa has got two E's. Just to L-E-E-S-A. Thank That's you, Lisa, it. so much. It's been such a joy. I know this is going to
1: continue. We are going to continue to do. One of these days, I see us doing a style self-love retreat. And thank you all so much for watching. I would love to know what you thought about today's show. So do leave me a review. Let me know what you thought. And do reach out to Lisa. She's amazing. This will change not just your style, but it will change your life. And again, it's in the comments box. If you're interested in being part of my Rock Your Midlife community, reach out to me through the midlifewhisper.com. That's the midlifewhisper.com Have a great week and we'll catch you on the next episode.
0: Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.